planning to host this summer, same-day delivery is a party saver. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target, so sign up today. Take care of your guest. Target takes care of the rest. Summer hosting is so much easier when you have unlimited same-day delivery from Target. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms. Applies to orders over $35. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Scott Patterson here, and this is the I Am All In podcast with iHeartRadio. Uh, and we are going to discuss that damn Donna Reed. What an episode. Good God. We're going to get into some Grant Lee Phillips as well. He's here. He's waiting in the waiting room. So, uh, or he's arriving in his uh, golden. The town troubadour. The town troubadour in his golden limousine somewhere on the highway, making his way toward the green room and getting all mic'd up and ready for his appearance on our podcast. Grant Lee Phillips. The town troubadour. Anyway, what an episode! It was a laugh riot for me. I uh, and so major. There's so many things happening. There's a lot happening. This is episode 14. That damned Donna Reed. Air date February 22nd, 2001. 
Rory and Dean argue about women's roles after watching The Donna Reed Show, and Emily makes Lorelai face her feelings. I mean, where do you even begin? Where the heck do you even begin? Uh, I know where to begin. Go ahead. Lorelai likes Luke. She (laughs) thinks she might have feelings for him. (laughs) Yeah, it's looking... uh, Did you see him make his move, though, when they were on the floor looking at the, the, the order? He met, you know, where his dad wrote that order down for nails and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then he just started, he moved in a little bit. He made a move. Yep. And then Taylor didn't. Because Luke's a stud. Luke's a stud. Wait, I want to hear all your thoughts. Give us all your thoughts on the whole episode. Luke and Lorelai. You know, I think the Luke and Lorelai stuff was funny, entertaining, endearing. Luke made his move. You know, he yet again made another move. This time it wasn't interrupted by Mrs. Kim. It was interrupted by Taylor. And Taylor, man, the good old Taylor. How great is he, man? How great is he? <laughs> He's just like with a bunch of the town's folks knocking on the door. What's he trying to wake me up for? Diner's closed, you know? What a busybody, Jesus. But I loved, uh, God, I just love how breezy and easy and kind of perfect uh, the mm-hmm. interaction is between Luke and Lorelai. I just, I just love us together. I really do. Yeah. I, and, uh, you know, as a critique of my own work, I was really proud of my work. I really liked the work. Um, I thought there was some very funny moments, especially chasing the baby chick. Um, yeah. But I, I, I enjoyed, and I re, now I remember doing those scenes and remembering how much I enjoyed doing those scenes. Um, you know, it was a new show and we were getting good ratings and we were happy and everybody was, you know, everybody kind of relaxed into their roles and were sort of firing on all cylinders, but not pushing anything. So it was like, I think in the beginning we were pushing a little bit, but now we're sort of easing into that, that nice space where you're just doing some good work. And So do you think your performance in this episode was stronger than your performance in the episode where Richard has the heart issue? Well, there was more to for me to do in this episode. You know, I don't remember that I had a lot to do in that episode. I mean, it was just... See, I thought you were brilliant. I thought Luke really, we really got to know Luke in that yeah, but, episode. But, he, but those situations... Okay, so those situations with the Richard uh, episode, those are easier to play. Because anybody can play those those scenes because it's... Of course, that's what you're going to do. Of course, you're going to be the supportive a friend. You know. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. But, and this one, it required a little. It required another layer where it was sort of like, now you have to show that you're interested, that you really want her, but you know, be a little bit secretive about it, so it's not so super obvious and it doesn't turn her off. And and uh, that's what I enjoyed about it. It was that sort of banter, that going back and forth. I mean, he he would go from dismissive to kind of relax and accepting to a little bit of a smile, like just like that. And then move in for a kiss and get interrupted and, and then take, you know, I like that hit of beer I took at the, when she left, I was like, geez, I need a drink. (laughs) I almost kissed her. It's like almost and denied again. I mean, that's the second or third time he's been denied by a, uh, an annoying town member. Yeah. Not denied, interrupted, interrupted. Well, denied, denied. The universe conspiring against me. That's yes, how he sees it. Yes, the universe. It. The universe. Yeah, the the chemistry is so palpable. It's just so cool. Yeah, it is. It and is. are you feeling that when you're acting those scenes? Almost like 
you get pumped up by it. What does that feel like when you're just ping-ponging and having those scenes? What is that like? It feels great. It's fun. It it yeah, it feels like a couple of tennis players playing a nice point, you know, just like hitting the ball, hitting shots, hitting shots. But I I think it's because I think that relationship works. And this is this is what is dawning on me a little bit here as I watch these episodes is that Lorelai's very rebellious personality. She just is. And that's why we love her because she's unpredictable and she's rebellious and you never know what's going to come out of her mouth, but you know, it's going to be something funny or it's going to be something a little bit irreverent and that kind of a thing. And she does it in the, in the, in the beginning, in the dinner scene uh, again, yeah. um, which I thought was just brilliant, hysterical. Irreverent, such a great word. Right, right. And then, to describe but I, her. But I think she, when she encounters me, she's encountering somebody who is even more rebellious and more irreverent. So it almost makes her look and feel lighter. I think it's a that makes sense. It's a good it's a good chemistry because I'm a sort of a darker, heavier presence, but still rebellious and irreverent with a heart. Not like her. She's got a heart for everybody. I've got a heart for her and Rory. And that's pretty much about it. You know, so I'm very limited in how I can use my heart. So it's like, you know, the chemistry is that she's going to be able to focus her heart maybe on me in a romantic way and that she will open up my heart so I can lighten up and love other people as well as her. So I think that's the the sort of yin, yin, yin and the yang of it. Uh, Do you or, feel like her Lorelai's moments with Luke, they are like a breath of fresh air for her or a lighter feeling? I don't know if anyone else feels that, but I do get what you're saying. Like those scenes do feel lighter where her Emily Richards scenes are more like, oh, snark. Right. Because because she I don't give off the impression to Lorelai. Luke doesn't give off the impression to Lorelai that he needs her. There's no pressure on her coming from him. It's just that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the diner guy. I'm your friend. Everything is, is, is so, there's just no pressure coming from him. There's no, there are no head trips. There's no nothing. It's just, he's there. Uh, She can tell he, that he digs her. She can tell that she's not an idiot. And, you know, she's just not giving into it yet. She doesn't, there's a lot at stake here. I mean, there's a, there's a lot at stake and she's not going to give into it until it's just kind of overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I think Luke, and that's the reason I wanted to play it that way, uh, to, to, to have somewhat of a weightier, somewhat darker, somewhat more serious presence uh, in that show. Because if I'm anything other than that, she's going to appear to be a little too much in a romantic relationship. So I had to kind of be the heavy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just works. It just worked. I totally agree. So what do you, Scott slash Luke, feel in that scene when Emily, you know, goes aside with Lorelai and says, you know, this guy is finding the bird and and he was at the hospital and you're always with him. Do you have feelings for him? And and she finally admits, Lord knows why she admits it to her mother. I don't know. Maybe I do. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when Emily says, well, and now there's a lot to talk about, about that. Right. She says something dismissive about me. Yes. Like, are you like, then we have to discuss, are you, are you out of your mind or something like that to yes. choose somebody like that? And right. Okay. So that means therefore that Emily 
really is is digging for honesty from Lorelai about that situation because it's really, a, a, you know, her being selfish. She wants some closeness with her daughter. She wants her daughter. She wants to have, that's her way of, of telling Lorelai, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to, yeah. I want to dish, dish with me. Let's talk about this guy. You know? Yeah. That scene bothered me because I really didn't like Emily in that scene because mm-hmm. I, I truly like Emily. I think she has right. mostly good intentions, although she's, she's dark and complicated, but she gets Lorelai to open up to her and then dismisses it. And I, that really bothered but me. But I think, okay. I, you're right, but I think it's because she doesn't. She wants to have an uh, 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 an honest and kind of dishy mother daughter thing because that's her only daughter. She wants more closeness. She wants to be close. But I, why does she want to be close? I think her intention is she doesn't want Lorelai making another mistake with somebody like me. And if uh. she has an influence in her life, if they're friends again, if they fall in love again. I'm talking mother and daughter. If they have a closeness, mm-hmm. um, maybe Emily can steer her in the right direction. I don't think Emily gives up. I don't think she's given up on Lorelai trying to be an influence no. on her life, getting no. her back to the country club. Because they're, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, she's 32. She's young. She's very attractive. She's very young. Uh, she's going to be uh, an empty nester at 33 years old. She's mm-hmm. 32 now. Rory's going away. Yeah. So she's still young and, and very marketable on the dating scene at the country club. And I think I think she, Emily wants to set things right. It's like, do the yeah. right thing by Rory, get her to Yale, then get Lorelai back in the country club and get her going with the right guy who runs this corporation or that corporation. Yeah. He's an international businessman. And so that I can have a normal life again and not be embarrassed by my daughter anymore. I think you're nailing it because yeah. that bothered me so much because mm-hmm. I felt like she got Lorelai to open up and she was very clever about how she did it. And she was almost loving and motherly. And then I was so disappointed in her reaction when Lorelai admitted it mm-hmm. and it felt like Emily's trying to control her of and course. it didn't feel genuine that it really, for some reason in this amazing episode that has so many things I loved especially Christopher coming back. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a minute, but <laughs> it, that really bothered me. <laughs> no, no, but it's, I think she's still, yes, yeah, she's self, Emily's self-serving. She wants her life to go a certain way. She, that's her child. That's her only child. And it's, and it's just screwed up her life and it's screwed up her social life. And she's tired of apologizing for her daughter. And she, do you think she really wants to sit there and dinner and say things like, you know, and, you know, and, and talk under her breath about inappropriate things that her daughter is saying at the dinner table. What, what is it? Uh, the very, the very first scene, Emily had some snarky thing, you know, and it was just very quick and it was like, Oh, here we go again. Lorelai with the comments and the funny jokes and this and that. And, and, and what, did, what, did, what did Emily say? The very first thing, but it was, it was really cutting and it was really funny and it was really kind of right on. And it just shows how irritated she is that she has Mm -hmm. this daughter that turned out this way. It's like Mm. she wants to sit there and have an intelligent, sophisticated, uh, culturally appropriate conversation that the upper crust has. It's like we need to, you know, we did the therapy episode about Luke and Lorelai. It's like we need a therapist again and we'll do it soon. Really breaking down this 
effed up relationship that Emily and Lorelai have. It is a hot mess. Emily wants to save her daughter. Now she sees an opportunity. She's taking control of Rory somewhat, she thinks, right? That's what the Friday night dinners are all about, getting control of Rory and then maybe trying to rein in and manipulate Lorelai back into the country club set so that she can meet an appropriate man because she's worried that, that she likes me. She's worried about me. She doesn't want me in the mix with all that money, right? Yeah, and look, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's why they love Christopher. Right. He's appropriate. They they love Christopher. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. And that's another strength of the show. It's 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 yeah. it's how the rich fight. It's how they what they do. They they don't want their kids trafficking in Luke Daines's. They do mm. not. They do not. Oh, he owns a diner in Stars Hollow. Great, nice, good for you. They don't care about the chemistry between us. They don't care about. You know, if it could be or potentially a great. There you were. There you were at the hospital. Mm-hmm. There you are on the floor of the house. You know, right. there you are. Right. There you are bringing the ice. You know, it's like it's like right. Emily is missing the things that matter so much. She invited them to Martha's Vineyard because they'd found the house. You know, the the guy died, and 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 now they had a house to rent, um, and. And so she invited the two of them. She didn't didn't invite me or any, but I mean, it's a little too soon for that anyway. But she right. would, no, she yeah. doesn't want to be in a position where I would show up anyway if Laura and I, and I were together. Very complicated. It is. But there's so much in this episode. This really is a phenomenal episode. Without question. My God. And you know what? I, I think I was a little harsh uh, about the, the Rory Dean stuff. It it was pretty entertaining. No, I, uh, you know, what's so weird. Hmm. I enjoyed that because I sort of wasn't totally mad at Dean. Obviously, like, and I'd love to hear what Riley and Danielle say. Like, I understand why Rory is like fired up about it. But at the same time, I'm sort of like, that is so Dean of Dean. But it, but it's no, it's just showing how naive uh, kids are. They don't understand the period that that was shot and written. I mean, this is the post World War II uh, entertainment complex, right? I mean, all these guys coming back from World War II, the whole country coming back from World War II, and women contributed mightily. Uh, to the war effort uh, in the United States. I mean, they were on the assembly line putting missiles and bullets together and all kinds of things. Everybody chipped in. Um, yeah. And it was a, you know, it was a full-time, full-time job kicking those Nazis' asses, you know? <laughs> uh, it really was. Everybody chipped in. And, yeah. and but the men came back so traumatized and so young uh, and yep. the government felt so bad about it because, you know, PTSD wasn't a thing back then. Um you know, these guys get the free college on the GI Bill like my father did. And they, they, they all they wanted to is just to have families in quiet and peace and children and dogs and a white picket fence. And that's all they wanted. Mm-hmm. So making your man a meal, knowing that we had just been through, you know, four or five years of hell on earth and we almost lost our way of life. And thank God, you know, it's over now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to make the poor guy a meal. Because <laughs> you know what he went through. The, yeah, with the Donna Reed show and the shows of that time. Right. 
everyone at home is wanting total escape. Total. total. Yes. Look at how great yes. everything is. The and so pushing the American dream, pushing the Levittowns, pushing that way of life, a, a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage. Yes. So yeah. Riley and Danielle, who are of a different generation, yes. what did you guys think of the Rory Dean Donna Reed thing? So for me, like I, I understood both sides. Like I have very traditional parents. So I understood Dean's side of like, you know, making the meal for the wife makes a meal for the husband, like the very traditional side. But then I also understand Rory's side of like, being an empowered woman and doesn't have to be that way and breaking out of the norm. So I definitely see both sides. I agree. I mean, the one thing that bothers me is if my husband's like, so what's for dinner tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me, <laughs> you know, like if he tells me that, like red, see red, but I will, I, I do think it was very innocent of Dean, right? Like, I think he was just a dude that likes to get fed. You know, he's like, you're gonna make me dinner tonight. That makes me so happy. I don't think he had any like malintent to that at all. I think he was just a dude that loves a meal from the girl he likes. But it's not only, it's not only genetic, it's, 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 it's behavioral. It's what it's conditioning. It's what they, who fed me when I was growing up? My mom, my dad didn't feed me. But my dad did feed me. He went out and made the money and, you know, yeah. provided, provided, provided. But it was my mother who was feeding me. She was cooking and feeding. That's all That's all guys that age want. And I think guys, as even if they get older, they want their mommies feeding them. Yeah, and Dean is a simple guy. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a different, uh, it was just a whole different generation. I mean, it's why, here's the thing, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's why Dean and Rory don't end up together. Yeah. One's traditional and one is non. One's and modern. simple and she's so complicated. Mm -hmm. well, look it's why I love Logan, but we'll talk about it later. Continue. Oh, we're going to talk. I mean, I cannot wait for that, but what do you think of a motorcycle and Christopher? And what did you, you Scott, because you couldn't probably remember everything. Think when that, did you know immediately that Christopher was on that motorcycle? I figured it out pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? Uh, it was a devastating moment personally for me because yeah. I thought Luke was gaining so much ground. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like, you know, you, the quarterback is handing you the ball and you're going three yards in a, in a cloud of dust and you're on the, you know, you're just getting beat up and you're almost there and, the, and you're going to score the winning goal, the full touchdown, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> Quarterback yeah. throws a little two-yard pass to a wide receiver who just came into the game. You know, it was his first NFL yeah. game, and he gets all the glory. And it's like, that's how I felt. It's like, yeah, rug pulled out from under you. Rug pulled out. As audience fans, we're like, yes, yes. Yeah, oh, wow. Like, it's the ultimate curveball. Like, here comes this motorcycle. And as a first-time viewer, you know, Danielle, you can comment. Were you like, who is that dude? Yeah. And then all of a sudden Rory's like, dad, were you just like, what? <laughs> I just by the way that you saw Lorelai when that motorcycle pulled up, I was like, oh, that's Christopher. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I knew right away mm -hmm. before Rory even said dad. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> here he is. It's amazingly well done. Scott, can you remember? I mean, I'm sure you probably weren't around that day, but can you remember them shooting that? No. 
I can't wait to find out what everyone listening thinks of Christopher. Because I know how I feel about Christopher. Obviously, I kind of know how you feel, but I can't wait to see like if fans love Christopher. I think they a lot do. Yeah, yeah I, I love him. I think a lot do, and I don't blame him. He's a hell of a guy. And man, I mean, I mean, talk about, you know, just the visual alone, right? Yeah. And he's like pulling yeah. up in the leather jacket and he says the cool line, hey, hey, take your shirt off. That's what he said from his yeah. motorcycle with his helmet on. And Lorelai's like, huh? <laughs> well, like, and I know we have to go to break, but like they've got a witty banter. Yeah. You because they have yeah, a they very do. similar uh-huh. ping pong that you do. With Lorelai. Yeah, but theirs is very country club. Yeah, 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 yeah. With mm. a with a like, but we don't want this. There's like, no, they have the, the, the country club ping pong with no conflict, mm-hmm. even though they had the, the history. But Lorelai yeah. and I, it's all it's all it's all sexual tension. Yes. Yeah, man. Yes. All right, so we gotta take a break. We'll be back uh, with Grant Lee Phillips, the town troubadour who we see uh, for the first time in this episode. So we'll we'll be right back. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where AstroPro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Every time I go on vacation, I find myself packing an extra bag with essentials, supplies, and food, but that's all in the past because people can sign up for Target Circle 360, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target. So sign up for Target Circle 360 today. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target while you're on vacation. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 so you can stock up on food supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without ever interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There he is. Hello there. The legend. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? Good to see you. Thanks for coming on. I'm good. My pleasure. So let's get into this. This this episode, this is your first appearance, isn't it? It is, yeah. In, in an episode, yeah, there you were. There you were in all your glory. Grant Lee Phillips yeah. appears as the... Uh, Grant the Town Troubadour in a total of 19 Gilmore Girls episodes from 2001-2007. You're a musician who plays guitar and sings and st- stars hollow. It is said that you do not accept money. Uh, and you were elected the official town troubadour during a town meeting 2001. So let's talk about your background in music and how did you get the part sure. of the town troubadour. Where were you initially cast for a certain amount of episodes or, or was it just the one? And they said, well, I believe we'll see it was it just for the one, right. you know, um, Amy Sherman Palladino, Daniel Palladino, they were fans of Grantley Buffalo and, uh, had followed me into what was the beginning of my solo career at that time, early, early two thousands, like maybe like 2000, come to think of it. Y2K days. Remember that? Right. <laughs> the world was coming uh, to an end. Yes. If we could just go back to Y2K. <laughs> we didn't know how good we had it. Uh, yeah, so I get this call. Do you want to be on the Gilmore Girls playing uh, the town troubadour? I had no idea what I was really getting you know, involved mm-hmm. with, but mm-hmm. it was a great time for me to just to leap uh, without looking, and um, I'm glad I did. I mean, I loved every second of being on the show. And how many of your songs actually made it on the soundtrack of any episode did you, i mean well um goodness um i think you said there were there were 19 episodes so you know sometimes there were there were more than one song um i don't know definitively um I, i'm guessing there there must be t- 10 to 15 uh of my own original songs that's great um yeah, most most of the songs that I played, I had written. Although there were a couple uh, where um, you know the troubadour ventured out, "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go," right. "Be True to Your School." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. it's very difficult for the for the audience uh, listening in. It's very difficult to get a song, highly competitive uh, arena. There, getting a song song on a placed on a TV show or a film, it can be very lucrative. Um, uh, but it's very, very competitive, very difficult thing to accomplish. So good for you. Um, well, thank you. Touring musician, yeah. 
you know, and, uh, you know, now you're on Gilmore Girls and I hope you're getting residuals, uh, uh, in perpetuity for this, <laughs> this great music, because for me, you know, the music sets the atmosphere of the show. The Carol King sing is King song is iconic. Uh, oh, yeah. your music is iconic and it's, it contributes mightily to the show. So you should be, uh, you should be paid for it. So. Oh well, I appreciate that, I and you, um, you know, I, I, you know, and there, there are ways uh, that I can't even really uh, put into into a, a number. I can't quantify how many fans that I have made through the show who have then come to my concert. You know, that's an amazing thing. You know, mothers, daughters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you notice it in the in the crowd when you were uh, when you were? Did you notice people? I mean, you would know. You'd get the direct feedback. I'm, I'm, I yeah. From from time to time, it's not an uncommon thing. Anywhere that I travel, could be overseas and there uh, uh, at the show, some some fans will show up and say, you know. I discovered you through the Gilmore girls mm -hmm. with my daughter here and we watched it and we, and we have this great connection with the show mm -hmm. and, and that's how we discovered your, your music. So it's, you know, it's as direct as that. And I think that's pretty amazing. So, you know, I'm going to go off script here. Um, yeah. Cause I have a bunch well, of questions they gave me, but you know, I'm a songwriter too. And I've dedicated a great deal of time to writing songs and I want to know about your process. I want to know how you do it. Um, who inspires you, you know, how do, how do you, how do you go about writing songs? Oh goodness. I do recall many times on the set when in between takes, there's so much time where we find ourselves just sitting around and we would pass the 12 string back and forth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I always enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, the process for me begins with um, uh, becoming bored it's probably <laughs> as simple as that. And, and, and in some ways that was sort of the challenge when this pandemic set in, I'm, uh, I'm used to being out on the road. And with that means that I've got a sound check at six o'clock shows at 10 tonight. Uh, what do I do in between? I go back to the hotel, try to stay awake. And then naturally I began yeah. just thumping around on the guitar. And that's usually when, I begin, hey, there's a song there, you know? It's in those little moments when I'm totally by myself. And uh, I don't know when I'm, you know, when those moments are going, I can't predict those moments necessarily. Right. Um, but they're they're pretty uh, vital. So I had to kind of create that time yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's about but I, having, you know, a, I mean, having a guitar in your hand. That's the thing. It's, I think it's, that's it's a big noodle, part of it. noodling around constantly. And then, yeah. Yeah, just constantly, and and the same goes for lyric writing. I'm I'm sort of always. I think you you could relate to this too. You as a songwriter, a lyricist, you develop a sense of of listening uh, as a songwriter. You know, you recognize when a string of words um, have the potential of being a song title or a chorus, mm. or you know, mm -hmm. have the seed of a song. Mm -hmm. It's a funny thing that way. It you know, is. My my wife. We were talking about uh, uh, back in the in the in the '90s when we we were living in the high desert at that time, and we had the Northridge earthquake. And my wife was saying the aftershocks kept coming. I just remember that you couldn't trust the ground anymore. It was mm -hmm. a terrible feeling. And I said, "Cannot trust the ground." Yeah. Okay. And 
I went and I I wrote that song. <laughs> so that's on that's on my next record. That's but that's Cannot you know, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with earthquakes, a song, but right. you know, I think mm. we, we tend to have a, a metaphoric sensibility, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into some Gilmore stuff here. Cause I could talk music with you all day, but we have to we have to get some Gilmore stuff in because that's what the <laughs> podcast is about. I love that I love that about you that you have so many you have such a wide field of experience. Music, sports, coffee, <laughs> Gilmore, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta keep plugging, right? Um the thing with the music is is I, I started too late and I wanted to out of high school. But our band kind of broke up and everybody pursued their separate interests. But I wanted to keep the band together. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I just, it's it's a pipe dream. Uh, but I love writing and I love recording. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice hobby. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, so were you given direction as the town troubadour? Was there some kind of... Uh, uh, uh- the direction that I was given typically had to do with like, can you maybe sing a little slower, but definitely walk a little faster as you're doing as you're getting across the street because we've got to pick up this other, you know, right, right. <laughs> caravan that's coming through. And, uh, and you know how that is. It's one long shot that right. like, if you blow it, if you're the weakest link, then the whole thing has to be reset. That's right, because you were in so, all those wide shots, and they'd come zoom in on you and then move yeah. past you, right? Yeah, so there was a little bit of terror yeah. uh, involved in that, you know. Right, um, all that choreography. Yeah, but in terms of, like, you know, my uh, what is my objective? Um, <laughs> I, never, I never really got to go as deep <laughs> as I felt like I was capable of going, uh, um, with, with the exception of, um, you know, that that uh, episode where that you spoke of that involves the, uh, the whole city meeting. Oh, the know. town hall. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was, um, that was one of the first ones that I, that I did, you know, it was a long day. Like, yeah, I was giving it my all like at five in the morning, delivering those lines and bang, bang, bang. You know, right. I'm not missing a beat. Right. Having no idea that I was still going to be delivering those lines at two yes. that morning yes. to a chair, to a folding chair. <laughs> An empty you know? chair. <laughs> Everyone had gone home. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we see, we knew to conserve our energy. Um, uh, I Sally know. Struthers said, this, you have such incredible staying power. Thank you. I'm going to that was at seven in the morning. And, it's a marathon, you know, man. I didn't sprint. <laughs> I had no idea. What was uh, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> but they were great scenes. I mean, they really were. They were really funny. Um, and thank God we had Michael Winters as Taylor Dosey keeping it all together. Oh, I know. God. I know. The pressure he was under constantly. And he just delivered every time. It was amazing to watch. Yeah. Really amazing to watch. Were you playing or loitering on the street corner? This is a fan question. Oh goodness! I I I, I was emoting. <laughs> I was sharing my bliss. <laughs> yeah. Damn right you were. That's, that's right. You yeah. were emoting. You're a you're a troubadour. I was emoting. 
That's what they do. I mean, you want to keep, you do want to keep moving though, you know, because yeah. for one, it's, it's freezing. You're lucky. You always got, you always had layers. But Luke not in the summertime. <laughs> really? I don't, I don't remember like uh, um, any, any scantily clad Luke episodes. I just remember like the no, there was one. The there was a T-shirt and the flannel and the thermal. No, there was a T-shirt one, one when we were uh, when <laughs> TJ drove his car into the diner and we had to rebuild it. And I was in a T-shirt. Immersive. The, the, okay, the one time. One the, time the, you remember that time. I do. And I think it just proves my point. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time. <laughs> it stands out. No, but what I'm saying is 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 you know it's it's winter time in Stars Hollow, so you're all bundled up. Yeah. Right. And it's 110 right. on uh, at in Burbank on yeah, set. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, it's nice to have a job. Yes, it's true. It's really and nice. The streets to have a are job. wet too. They would wet those streets down. Yes, they would. They'd wet them down. Everybody, you got to wet down the streets, make it look cool. Um, so you actually played on set. Uh, what were your impressions of the Stars Hollow set? Man, talk about idyllic. Talk about idyllic. I think most of us who fall in love with the show, I want to go there. I want to live there. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. It, it's just that it's that magic place that, you know, seems so inviting that's free of, of, of stress. Although we will create our own stress if you're the troubadour or Taylor <laughs> <laughs> or, or Luke. Uh, I think. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, yeah, there were, there were a few characters that were, that had a, a lot of, a lot of stressors in their life as I think back Sean, you know, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, that was the whole point of the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Too much coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's the theme. <laughs> Did you ever have like any kind of, uh, Incidents with a car, weird incidents with a car or something as you were trying to do your scene, do your, your bit. Cause there were, I remember a lot of, a lot of cars going by all the time. Oh, that, well, that's true. Yes. There were a lot of cars and going it was pretty by. pretty organized right, yeah. and they had people, you know, they had PAs on it with walkie talkies telling people when they go, but there were some screw ups at times. So did you, were you ever involved in any of that stuff? No, fortunately okay. I, I, you know, I managed to get to the other side of the street, which is, <laughs> that's it. That's my, that's acting. That's right. that's <laughs> All right. those years of Meisner. <laughs> did you study? Did you really study? You know what? A- after, after Gilmore Girls, um, after the final season, I, uh, I did some classes because I thought, you know what, I want to I want to take this further and get a little deeper uh, in some other areas. I had done I had done theater, uh, community theater okay. uh, back in Stockton, California, when I was growing up. And um, and I went to film school for uh, uh-huh. a bit of time when I first moved to L.A. So I had I had some. How very like, Jim Morrison I had, of I had, you. I had How other very, interests. very yes. Jim Morrison of you. Huh? Although he graduated, I think. Oh, he from, did. From school, yeah. And uh-huh. I got through the first year and and realized ah, I think I want to. I think I just want to be a musician yeah. more than anything, right? Now, you know. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he All didn't right. have to lug around an amplifier though. <laughs> he, <laughs> he didn't own a Fender Twin. He had a harmonica, I think. He just had to lug around a whiskey bottle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. All right. I'm gonna. We got a couple minutes here. Okay. Uh, left so 
I want you to use one word to describe the following characters. Ready? Mm. Luke. Ah, the man. Miss Patty. (laughs) Uh, Mother. Taylor Dozy. Oh, caffeinated. (laughs) Babette. Babette. Oh, uh, the loving bubble of a person. Lorelei. Mmm, uh, sensual. Hello. Rory. I mean, I'm sorry, Lor- yeah. <laughs> Rory, Rory. Rory, um, ah, budding. Kirk. Kirk, uh, whimsical. Mrs. Kim. Mrs. Kim Stern. Yes. So we've already been through this, but you but you you do get recognized as the town troubadour at times, right? Do you? On occasion, yeah. Okay. But most certainly when I attended the the um, the fan fest a couple right. of years ago. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of wild, yeah. Right. That's the last time I think I ran into you. Yes. Very briefly, but all the, all yeah. those all those lovely people standing outside in the freezing cold. That's why I ran outside. Um because we were taking 50 at a time in in oh, the goodness. curling club and inside it was just moving too slowly and those there was a thousand people out there and they were cold and they had babies. And it was like, <laughs> I know it was very cold and you were great with them and you were serenading people. And it was just, you know, that's why I ran out there and just did everything so fast is just yeah. to get those people out of the cold. And it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't it's, like it's, it was super freezing, but it was like to stand in that for, for an right. hour or two hours. Right. Cause it was going to take a while um, to, to meet and greet everybody and sign and right do selfies and all that stuff but anyway um yeah you do what you you do what you got to do it's um, a great bunch though I, I loved it oh yeah um did you actually play uh your guitar and sing during the scenes or was every yes you did i did yeah um yeah sometimes we would have to go back if there were if there was an airplane that went over we'd have to go back and you know, kind of fake it to mm-hmm. like to cover, you know, because um, it's sort of, you know, there's a fair amount of ambient noise and when you're trying to capture a guitar and a vocal, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, it was all done live. And uh, most of the time, that's that's kind of what made the final scene. Cool. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. And uh, thank you, Scott. You're the best. And good luck with everything. And so... Do you have anything? Do you have a stage performance coming up? Do you have anything coming up that you want to tell us about? Uh, after this, uh, after this weekend, um, a little further into August, um, yeah, sometime later in August. Okay, you know, okay. stage shows. It's called Grantley Phillips Live from the Parlor. Okay, and um, you know, and what's yeah, your what's your website so people can go download your music? GrantleyPhillips.com is Beautiful. a place to go. Yeah, Beautiful. definitely. Grantly tweets on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, the works, you know, I, I want to come over. down to Nashville and, and gig with you. That'd be nice. Come, I, come down this way. I want to come down have, there. Have some hot chicken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Grant, thank you for your time. Thank Let's you. Let's please, please do this again. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll really get into some music stuff and, that sounds good. All that kind of stuff. Because that's that's right in my wheelhouse. I love that stuff. Um that's great. All right, buddy. Be all right. Good. Have a good, good one, luck. Scott. All right, man. Stay Bye-bye. safe. All right, see you. Ya. Too. Bye. 
Every time I go on vacation, I find myself packing an extra bag with essentials, supplies, and food. But that's all in the past because people can sign up for Target Circle 360, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target. So sign up for Target Circle 360 today. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target while you're on vacation. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 so you can stock up on food supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without ever interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, so we're back, everybody. Uh, so let's get into this, uh, the paint job that Lorelai has convinced Luke that he needs for the diner that has not been painted since his father painted it, obviously, before he passed away. Um, and some of the colors that were tacked up <laughs> by the door, pink. Pink. the pinks, yeah, the shades of pink. Well, that was, uh, talk about a trigger for old Lukey. Um, but... You know, it was just more of the tension, the sexual tension that was playing out. Uh, it's kind of the dance that they do before the consummation. And and that she convinced him to do it. And that she, right. That was pretty major. Right. And it's such an excuse for them to spend all this time together. 
had he not felt a certain depth of feeling for her, there's no way he would have agreed to that. Totally agree with you. And she handled it uh, with real finesse. She was very careful about it, even to the point where she said, well, we're not going to paint over that that order that your father scribbled down. We'll do it the right way. So, yeah, he was just like, man, just want to kiss her. I just want to kiss her. I just want to kiss her. I just want to kiss her. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. I mean, he wants to kiss her so bad it pisses him off. That's probably why he's cranky all the time. You know, it's, it's like he just wants to plant one on her, man. He wants her. So uh, it's getting good. Yeah, it's, it's getting good. It's getting pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we saw, yeah, we saw, we got to see uh, other parts of the diner in some detail and even talk about some of the things that were up on the shelves that he was in no way, shape, or form going to give in on and getting rid of them uh, at her request. There was no way. It was like, I'm going I'm to let you do this painting thing, but you know, you're not going to change me completely. So it was like pretty much telling her, we get into a relationship and I'm willing to sort of compromise with you, but not 100%. So he's his own man. He's his own guy, you know, and he's, uh, I think entering a relationship or potentially entering a relationship, you've got to establish the ground rules that, yeah, I'll meet you halfway, but that's it. You know, so... He's a, he's a hard ass. He wants her, but he's a hard ass for sure. Yeah. Which is, I think important. Yeah. That's why she likes him. Yeah. He's as strong as she is. Yep. hundred percent. Why she likes him. Yep. That's a hundred percent. Yep. He's as tough as she is. I think she, yeah, I think she likes the fact that he's never going to change and that she can't change him very much. You know, that's this, that's this, that's how I approached it. I wanted him to be a rock of Gibraltar. He's gotta be the rock. He can't break ever. So anyway, yeah, delightful stuff. Yeah. Delightful stuff. Just just wonderful home viewing. And hello, Christopher. <laughs> well, talking about home viewing, I'm Riley and this is your pop culture. And our first pop culture is the Donna Reed Show. So this is the show that Dean, Rory, and Lorelai were all watching. And the series was developed by Donna Reed and her then-husband producer, Tony Owen. The show ran on ABC from 1958 to 1966 for a total of 275 episodes. Reed often encouraged writers to create stories in which other characters had to be the main focus. And ABC nearly canceled the show, but it was renewed when ratings improved when sponsors by Campbell Soup and Johnson & Johnson were added. Hmm. Lorelai says... It's getting a little too Lewis Carroll for me. And Lewis Carroll was an English writer for the children's fiction and is known for Alice's adventures in Wonderland. Lewis's real name is actually Charles Dobson. And Lewis wrote himself into the story as the Dodo Bird because he would sometimes introduce himself as Dobson due to his stutter. Carroll was not on drugs, comparable to some of the rumors, but he did suffer from a strange disorder that caused him to have hallucinations, which made him feel bigger or smaller than he was. Whoa. Hmm. Luke says, does Martha Stewart do it? And this is when Lorelai asks Luke if he knows what stenciling is when they're, they're <laughs> repainting the diner. And it's so good. <laughs> Martha Stewart was America's first self-made female billionaire. She worked as a model throughout college to pay her for her tuition. And she was actually babysitter to high school kids of legendary baseball players, Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra. She was, she was what? 
She was their kid's babysitter. She was a babysitter for Mickey Mantle? Kids. His kids. Oh, the kids. Mm-hmm. Not no, them. no, I know, I, no, I know what you meant. Not Mickey Mantle <laughs> back in Oklahoma when he was a kid. Stop it. <laughs> and Martha Stewart recently posted a sexy selfie and admitted to it being a thirst trap. Huh. I'm still imagining Luke stenciling. Like, <laughs> on what planet would that ever happen? <laughs> Lorelai says, all day long, just chirps like a maniac at the top of her lungs. Now nothing. Silence. Marcel Marceau, chicken. Uh, Marcel was actually a mime in 1948, and the troupe was soon touring European countries presenting mime dramas. He created the figure Bip, a melancholy, engaging clown with a limp red flower in his hat. But what's creepier, the clown pillow or the mime? I don't like mimes. I think I think David Bowie uh, studied with Marcel Marceau at one point. He did. I don't like I don't like mimes. Well, you you should see this Marcel Marceau character. Wow. Ugh, what is creepier, clowns or mimes? Equally bad. Maybe Ooh. bad mimes, Ooh. but good mimes are sort of magical. Oh, I disagree, but I love that you just think that. <laughs> Suki says, wow, that's very wild kingdom of you. Lorelai says, I'm like the Martin Marlon Perkins of Stars Hollow. Yeah, Marlon Perkins' Wild Kingdom. Yes, so The Wild Kingdom was a nature and wildlife TV series Great airing show. from 1963 to 1988, and it was revived in 2002, airing until 2011 on Animal Planet. Marlon Perkins narrated it and starred in the series. Many people who watch the show recall the host being bitten by a venomous snake, but it actually never happened on air. The snake bit Marlon Perkins in real life. That's where I got my love of snakes from that show. Thank you, Marlon Perkins. Thank you, Marlon. Lorelai says, a streetcar named Desire. Suki says, Vivian Lee or Jessica Tandy. So A Streetcar Named Desire was a 1947 play written by Tennessee Williams and made popular in the 1951 film adaptation. Vivian Lee starred as the main character of Blanche in 1951, and Tandy starred as Blanche in 1947 stage production. Jessica Tandy's husband played opposite her as the main character, Mitch. Lorelai says, all of a sudden I'm trying to get any poor unspe unsuspecting person in bed with me. I'm like Michael Douglas. Oh, it's the best line of the whole show. I that know. was the best laugh I, of the whole show. Totally oh, that was agree. brilliant. What do you think? I'm like this crazed person going around trying to get everybody to sleep with me? Like, what am I, Michael Douglas? <laughs> I know. What was the deal, Riley? Because I, I know, but I want great. people that maybe don't know. Michael Douglas has been part of more than 50 Hollywood films, including Wall Street, Romancing the Stone, and Fatal Attraction. He is married to Catherine Zeta-Jones, who is 25 years younger than him. And it is also said that he likes to date younger women. Or did before he was married. Yeah, I think I think Warren Beatty and Michael Douglas and Wilt Chamberlain were all having a competition back in the 70s. Jack Nicholson was probably in on that. Dennis Hopper. You know, it's like different times. This was before AIDS. It was during the... Uh, cultural revolution that was happening with the young people and the hippies and free love and marijuana and acid and you know everybody was uh burning their bras and uh dropping their trowel you know <laughs> lorelei says i'm being morbid morbid <gasps> joan and melissa rivers think i'm being morbid 
And this was Emily and Richard say when the late owner of the Martha Vineyards house, which we had previously talked about. So Joan Rivers was a famous stand-up comic and Melissa, her daughter is known for her acting and producing. Joan got her big break on the tonight show after Bill Cosby recommended she replace another comic that had bombed. The mother-daughter duo were longtime creative partners, appearing together on the red carpet in various reality shows such as Celebrity Apprentice and Joan and Melissa, Joan Knows Best. Yeah. That was actually a great scene in this episode. That scene was a great scene. The four of them. And that's it for pop culture. That's it. And did we, are, were we clear on, on, on she screams Stella when she, when she got in the oh, kitchen? Yeah. That's Marlon Brando screaming for his wife in yes. Streetcar Named Desire. Yes. Because they'd had a fight and I think he'd, he'd beaten her up a little bit because she tried to break up the card game early and, uh, and then he was gone and every man's the king of his castle and Blanche was driving everybody crazy. And then he was, you know, that was the famous, uh, Stella, Stella up the stairs, you know, and then she melts and he just collapses in her lap. Husband and wife are reunited. So that was Lorelai screaming for the chick. Stella. And for those keeping track in this episode, clown pillow appeared 10 seconds in. It was quick. But he was there. Really? Where? Um, when Lorelai, Rory, and Rory were eating pizza, and Dean was eating a salad, which I thought was very funny, um, <laughs> right there on the couch, right next to Rory. There were some um, continuity errors in oh, this episode. Oh my gosh! Oh, tell us. Oh yes. yeah, there were two that I noticed. That maybe there were more, but I noticed two: one from uh, Rory and one from me. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Uh, and when Rory Rory already pulled uh, a piece of pizza, when when they were coming in closer on Rory, she was already had a piece of pizza and she was eating it. And then when they punched out a little bit later in the scene, not much later in the scene, she reached in and grabbed her first slice of pizza. So that didn't Ooh. match. Ouch. And then uh, uh, in the diner, when I was putting the uh, um, the half-eaten burger from that table into a styrofoam, container and a napkin uh we see me putting it in and then the very next cut uh i'm starting it all over again so Ooh. ouch on luke ouch <laughs> smack me down yeah and yeah. scott there was a there was a continuity issue with the clown pillow too really because when dean came in and sat down he put his jacket on top of the clown pillow and then but a couple seconds into the scene, go back to Clown Pillow. It's showing again. Oh. Then a couple seconds later, Dean's jacket's over it again. Oh, so there was, I was like, oh, my God, the oh. Clown Pillow. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> Still, that hurt. That's going to leave a mark on that. That's going to leave a mark, that one. So we got pizza. We're, like we're de like dealing with the food in the Clown Pillow seems to sort of elude us somehow. Problematic. It's, it's a problem. You know, anyway, I hope nobody noticed it. And I'm glad I brought it up so you can all notice it. So it adds to your enjoyment of the episode. <laughs> Love it. Riley, what's your favorite line? My favorite line is they're going to make me turn in my pearls from Rory. <laughs> we'll sing painting songs. Oh, that's good. That's good. That, that was a good painting song. She painting song? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Danielle, what's your <laughs> I don't spruce from Luke. I don't spruce. All right. I don't spruce. 
God. Um, it's got to be the Michael Douglas line. I mean, that made yes. me just laugh out loud. Solid. Yeah, that was a that was a home run. That one. The Michael Douglas line was great. Anyway, the damn Donna Reed was a wonderful episode. Mm-hmm. Really full of laughs, full of great acting. The, you know the the narratives developing, the storylines developing, and it's just yeah. just so great. And it's there's some nice momentum on on both tracks with the uh, and the, like we didn't discuss that scene when 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 Luke went outside to take the trash simultaneous with the uh, Dean and mm, yes oh I was gonna talk about the. Uh sort of the mirroring that yeah, was happening yeah. in this episode. Yeah. It, there was a lot of that. It was like yes. those storylines were, yeah. Mom, mother, daughter having uh definitely. And it's like, you know, it's like uh Rory's getting further with Dean than I am getting with Lorelai for God's sake. They're way ahead. We got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> it's like, come on, old people, hurry up. Get on the horse. Let's go. It's like plan one on her. Let's move it. You gotta compete with your daughter now. So anyway, um but thoroughly enjoyable, yes. And now we, uh, Christopher returns. Ooh, wow, that's good. He be, sure does. That's going to be a... <laughs> good luck to Luke. Good to- <laughs> New sheriff's coming to town. New sheriff's in town. I hear there's a Luke here, thinks he's in charge. <laughs> well, I got a silver dollar, says maybe he ain't so far. No more. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Christopher Returns. All right, everybody. Uh, so let's let's everybody watch Christopher Returns. Uh, we will reconvene. Uh, we will discuss the subtleties and the uh, themes going on in Christopher Returns, as we are wont to do. And uh, and that's going to wrap her up. I'm Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In podcast with iHeartRadio and 111 Productions. See you next time. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com, grade one specialty coffee. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. 
Planning to host this summer? Same-day delivery is a party saver. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target, so sign up today. Take care of your guest. Target takes care of the rest. Summer hosting is so much easier when you have unlimited same-day delivery from Target. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms. Applies to orders over $35. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.